Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. Hamilton Southeastern School Board at-large elections go like this. There are three seats. All voters within the school district choose one candidate per township. There are three candidates in Wayne Township's election. Sarah Parks-Reese is one of those three candidates. She has spent 20 years working in the area of early childhood education. Izzy Alexander talks with Sarah Parks-Reese in this podcast. All right, uh, I'll introduce myself for listeners out there. My name is Izzy Alexander. I am a senior at Fishers High School this year. Uh, when we were approached, my brother and I were approached by a member of the community to continue on Larry Lennon's beloved tradition of his school board candidate interview podcast. And we're absolutely thrilled as we, the people alum, to be carrying out our civic duty to educate the community. So we're very happy to be doing that. You'll be hearing my voice and my brother's on this podcast series. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Sarah Parks-Reese, and I'm a candidate for HSC School Board for Wayne Township. I've um, lived here for about 14 years um, with my husband. We built our home in the HSC district because of its um, known for excellence. We have three kids, a 27-year-old who also has two kids, so we're grandparents, and then um, 18-year-old, and then our 11-year-old that's in um, one of the intermediate schools here. So you have students in the district then? Yes. Does your 18-year-old go to high school or is he or she graduated? So he lived with his mom and he graduated this past May from Carmel High School. Gotcha. Um, Our first question up today, to what extent will you be considering the student voice in your position as a school board member? For me, this is a super important question because I know I can't vote in the community, but I also would like to feel as though I have some say in what the school board decides. So I wonder if this will be a priority for any school board members or not this upcoming election. I think it's important to hear all voices. So to hear the voices of students, the voices of families, the voices of of teachers, because some of the teachers obviously don't don't live in the district either. um, So they're not able to vote either. So I think it's important to get all voices. So absolutely. Um, I do remember back with the um, non-discrimination clause, there was a lot of student voice. And so we were really um, happy to see that as a community. Do you have any plans or ideas for considering that yourself or touch and go sort of basis? To connect with the students? Is that what your question is? Yes. So I think um, I think there'll be um, unique opportunities. I think we'll have to explore some new ways with um, the pandemic and all the kind of restrictions in place, but absolutely. What would be your top three priorities if elected to the school board? So essentially, what's the platform you're running on? So number one is definitely equity. Um, So ensuring that um, all students have equal access and and can just participate in education. Uh, That goes along with um, formerly Dr. Rivera's position. Um, So I've advocated that that position um, be filled and, and hope that it will and hope that work can be expanded and continued 
as well as um, maybe some changes. So maybe allowing that position to to talk more openly with the board about um, progress that they're making or barriers that they've run into. So um, if there's anything impeding the work, then then we need to know about that. Along those same lines, also looking to hire a more diverse workforce. Um, so there are um, toolkits and not put out by different um, educational support agencies. So the one that comes to mind is from Regional Educational Laboratories or REL. And um, they have a, a toolkit that's based on evidence-based research and practices to, um, you know, all the way from hiring to, uh, you know, retaining diverse staff. So I think um, looking at some of those policies, I'd like to see um, that position, um, take a deeper look into that too. Um, the next one, I think when the Wayne Township Elementary School that's um, scheduled to be built right down the street from me, um, if, if that takes place, there'll be another opportunity for uh, redistricting. And I think when we look at that, um, my goal would be to have um, administration come with a plan of how we can have a better feeder system. Right now, students from Durban here in Wayne Township, um, when they move to intermediate school, half of them go to um, Sand Creek Elementary and half of them go to Fall Creek. I'm, I said elementary. Sand Creek Intermediate and half of them go to Fall Creek Intermediate. So um, figuring out ways that we can keep uh, students together and, and in a cohort, I think, is important. Um, particularly for mental health, if, if nothing else. And then the last one would be uh, communication and transparency. I think there's been a lot of um, opportunities for some additional transparency in decisions and, and things. So um, most uh, recently with, uh, I think transparency would have called for the families and students having some sort of idea that um, a virtual start was being considered before it came in a Friday email like, surprise, uh, we're all starting virtual. So I think um, just knowing that that was going to be a possibility uh, would have, I think, helped the community receive that information in a, in a better way. Um, and the same lines along that redistricting um, previously, uh, I know there was some concern, there was a survey put out, and it wasn't really clear that the result of that survey wouldn't necessarily be what happened, that um, in fact there could be a new option that wasn't even on the survey um, that would be adopted. And so I think just better communication and, and more transparency. I want to be a communications major in college, so it's a big area for me as well. Awesome. What do you want to do with that? I have no idea. <laughs> you have lots of time to figure that out. I hope so. <laughs> we talked a little bit about this, uh, but this has been a pretty unique year in terms of public health and safety. I don't think anyone had on their 2020 uh, bingo cards that there would be a pandemic. So how do you think you're going to plan to ensure the safety of every student and staff member inside our district? I think like all of my decisions, it's going to have to be based on research and data. So having the best research and, and data available to um, be able to coincide my vote with kind of whatever's going on. Um, I would like to see the, the administration continue to look into that research and um, 
data as well and and try to make the best decisions for all students and families. It's it's definitely a difficult time for everyone. And then this is your top priority right now. So huge focus on equity recently this year uh, in tandem with the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, we talked, you said you wanted to advance equity. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about how you're planning to do that within our district? Or do you think you covered it? Uh, I think um, also I talked about the chief equity officer position and having them be able to give updates. I just want to reiterate that and also using evidence-based practices. So, so learning from research, what's worked other places, what we can implement, um, that sort of thing. And, and just ongoing professional development for our teaching staff. Um, attending a, a one-day session is, is not going to get everybody where they need to be. So, so looking at that, um, my husband is a person of color. And in the 16 years we've been together, I've learned a lot from him and his family. But it's not their job to teach me. So I still engage in regular um, professional development, both um, professionally and personally, to um, just learn more and, and see how we can do better. Uh, this last all candidate question is basically just asking you to expand on your platform and make us voters aware, although not me because I can't vote this year, um, but everyone else who's listening to this podcast aware of why you are the best choice for the school board. So I'm passionate for education. I'm passionate for equity. I'm going to make decisions that are based on research and data, um, not on a personal agenda. I believe that transparent um, communication is vital and we've got to work on that. And I've dedicated my career to serving children and families and I'd love the opportunity to serve my community in that capacity. Just a little bit more personal questions about you and your platform. I perused your website prior to this interview. It's very nice. Um, on your website, you have a statement that says, there are two things that I don't think you can separate, care and education. Could we discuss what that looks like to you? So I think it looks um, a variety of different ways. So if you think of uh, teachers in elementary schools, um, those hugs and high fives, I mean, you, you can't separate that care from the education. You can't separate the relationship with the teacher. I remember when my own father passed away a few years ago, my daughter was in second grade. I emailed the teacher and said, hey, you know, sh she might have a rough week or a rough couple weeks and here's why. And the teacher responded, I'll make sure and give her extra hugs. And so the teachers know um, what that means and, and what the kids need. And I think as you look at uh, older kids, you know, asking them what their pronouns are. I mean, that shows that you care and that you respect them as an individual as well. So, so it looks different um, from teachers and students. It's going to look different from a board member as well. Um, so may not have that um, as much one-on-one -on -one contact with the students, but knowing um, that I care for the students, I care for the teachers, I'm taking everybody's um, considerations uh, into uh, my consideration. So as a school board member, you'll be caring for education just in a different way. Absolutely. Do you have like an example of how you plan to do that right now? I, I don't know that I have a specific example. I think we kind of touched on it when we talked about um, 
making myself available to students, um, making myself available to teachers. Um, so just ensuring that I have those those connections to to hear from them and to show them that I care. That's nice to hear as a student. I don't think before I did these interviews, I was aware of how much the school board wants to connect with students, but um, just like is not able to without the students reaching out first. So I'm definitely learning a lot. So on your website as well, it lists your involvement with HS Equal, which is a community organization. Um, do you want to explain what HS Equal is? So back when the um, inclusive language was being discussed on the non-determination um, policy uh, that was originally voted down, um, upon that happening, this group formed. Um, it grew overnight exponentially, and um, it was it was really amazing to me to see so many um, like-minded people in our community. Uh, so we had plans, we had t-shirts, we all showed up at the um, following school board meeting where the language was adopted. Um, and so after that goal was achieved, then our next goal was set on um, making sure we had board members that represented equity um, as well. So. Uh, I thought about it for, for a few months and decided that I was qualified and I was passionate and I was ready to take on that challenge. Um, so here we are. Do you think there's work that you did with HS Equal that made you feel more qualified to run as a school board candidate? I mean, not necessarily. It's just um, equity is, is one of my passions. And so I fit in with the group. I wasn't necessarily one of the leaders. I was, I was just a part of it. And so I think it's just aligned well. And it was just, um, it was kind of perfect timing and helped me um, realize that I wanted to be the change uh, in the community, that I wanted to push this further. How do you plan to personally remain committed to equity work that the HSE Equal team strives to complete while you're a board member? So I think we've talked a lot about equity already. So, so a lot of those same things, right? Really having that chief equity officer um, position filled, having their work better communicated. Um, I saw several posts when people heard that she was no longer with us that they said, well, I don't even know what this position did. So communicating um, the importance of her work and, and what she did, um, what the new person um, will do, and also expanding that work. And so looking at um, those evidence-based practices for diverse hiring and, and everything that goes along with that and uh, staff retention. Um, we don't wanna bring a diverse uh, candidate here and have them start. And then um, they don't feel welcome in the community or they don't feel welcome in the school or something like that. So, so that the, again, it has to be ongoing and having that professional development um, for the teachers. That's not just a one and done that we're continuing to grow and, and learn more about equity. So we have talked a lot about equity sort of pivoting off of that. Is there any other aspect of the board position that you feel you're qualified to serve? I, I mean, I've spent um, 20 years in education, and I have um, a master's degree in education, so I've not taught in a K-12 setting, so that's um, unique, but I do have a lot of administrative experience in a um, early learning setting, and so I think that that helped prepare me, and like I've said, I've dedicated my life and career to, to education. 
Awesome. Those are all the specific questions I have. I left this space open for candidates to talk more about themselves or ask me questions or um, clarify anything that they wanted to say, if you would like to do that. I ask you the only question I already had, kind of what your plans were um, going forward. Um, but I don't think I have any other questions or anything else to share. All right. Um, so there's no other closing comments that you have to say or anything to the community? No. Just vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Then that is, since that is all the questions I have, I will not keep you on this Zoom call forever. All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. Thank you for agreeing to be interviewed. Absolutely. Bye. Bye-bye. Once again, my thanks to Izzy and Casey Alexander for handling the school board candidate interviews this election cycle. Remember, if you vote a straight party ticket, your voting process is not over. Continue on to vote for the county council and then for the school board. This is the LarryInFishers.com podcast. My name is Larry Lannon. On behalf of Izzy and Casey Alexander, thanks for listening. Be safe and be kind.